You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. episode of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it's anthony and jacqueline and we are back talking nxt on the wwe network uh so this week i I was actually mad we missed last week a little bit because i wanted to i don't is it good to want to vent about something if you're upset about it like is that i i feel like we're usually positive about nxt but I mean, it's not bad to vent, to want to vent about stuff. I'm t- about to take to Twitter about my feelings on Veronica Mars season four. Well, so I haven't okay, over that. okay. So. Uh, so two weeks ago, the last time we had a podcast, mm-hmm. I talked about how NXT UK was still at the Derby Festival, the Download Festival in Derby, and that I'm I was pretty sure that was the last week. the The Walter, I think it was, uh, they were setting up for, like, Walter and Trent Seven or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Right, but, right. Uh, last week's episode was still, in fact, at the Download Festival. It's a month-long festival, I guess. I guess. Right? This is the only answer. <laughs> On the plus side, this week's this past week's episode of NXT UK, actually not from Download Festival. They're actually outside what? of... They're finally in a building indoors. Uh not actually that much happened on the show, but uh, they did one big uh, they did one big storyline thing where they uh, set up the main event for TakeOver Cardiff. It's going to be Walter defending the UK Championship against Tyler Bate in the main event. So Okay! Uh, I'm really... So the story here is that Walter and Imperium took out Tyler Bate uh, and Pete Dunne was away in America in regular NXT... Uh, so Trent Seven tried to get revenge, and Imperium took Trent Seven out. And now Tyler Bate is healthy and back, and is challenging uh, Walter for the for the UK Championship. So that was that was good. Uh, but there was a lot of not much on the show. There was a uh, um, a couple of I, I, I guess enhancement matches type thing uh, where yeah, I, Gallus won a match, Rhea Ripley won a match. Uh, the main event was I actually... I like Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I like Rhea Ripley, too. But this match was... There was nothing to it. Uh, it was like a minute and a half, I think. Uh, main event was actually pretty good. It was Jordan Devlin and Alexander Wolf of Imperium. And mm, uh, Okay. Did Alexander Wolf beat up Jordan Devlin? Because he does have that punchable face. He punched him. He beat him up. And he pinned uh, Jordan Devlin uh, as oh, well. Imperium. Imperium gets the win. Gaining some momentum. Yes, uh, and uh, and after the match, uh, Tyler Bate had words uh, for Walter, saying that he's going to uh, 
uh, take the championship at TakeOver Cardiff and make him look like a fool in the process. He noted that he was, in fact, the first WWE UK champion. Uh, so I think that match will end up being really good, especially because Tyler is way smaller in stature, but he's like an ant. Like he can carry like way more weight than you think he could for his size. Oh yeah. He definitely makes up for it in heart. I am really looking forward to, to like Tyler Bate doing like crazy weird power moves to a man twice his size. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. Uh, I hope he doesn't hurt himself. Well, yes, I hope he doesn't hurt himself either, (laughs) but uh, who knows? It'll be, I mean, I saw that that Walter Pete Dunn match. Uh, Tyler Bate could get hurt in this match, but That's true. we shall see. Uh, all right, let's talk about NXT proper then. Episode 518 on the WWE Network. So, opener. Uh, the show opens right away with yeah. Tyler Breeze and, oh, Jackson Riker uh, with the Forgotten Sons. Darn it. Uh, just when I thought it could be an interesting start to the show, those forgotten sons come out and kind of ruin it immediately uh yeah the two that are kind of interchangeable i don't know mm-hmm. they've got to go yeah i mean jackson riker's got something going for him a bit yes and no i will say i enjoyed this match more so than i normally enjoy a jackson riker match mm-hmm. was this because of the ending no not even oh. even before it got there like right. i was like oh this is actually like a match I'd watch. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, they they had uh, it's not even really a back and forth match. It seemed like Jackson Riker was doing a majority of the beating, uh, mm-hmm. but Tyler Breeze would come back here and there, and uh, but Riker looked like he had the upper hand on Tyler Breeze. Went for a choke slam, and Tyler Breeze reversed it into a cradling pin to get the win, which was viewed as an upset, especially by this crowd. Uh, who thought maybe Tyler Breeze was here just to, you know, make the 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 newer people look good uh, in taking a loss. But he did not. He won here, and the crowd was caught off guard. Uh, at that point, Cutler and Blake uh, joined Riker in a three-on-one post-match beat-up when who, who else but, I guess, Fandango would run down to make the save for Tyler Breeze, and he, in <laughs> fact, did. Uh, it was weird to see Fandango just come down in jeans and a t-shirt, but, uh, he did. He helped Tyler Breeze fend off the Forgotten Sons. He then removed his t-shirt to display his abdominal section, which appears to be very muscular. And, uh, they played, they played the Fandango music, the crowd sang along and, uh, everyone appeared to be happy. And I think they also chanted Breezango which is their ship and team name. Ship? Yeah, I think they were ship. I, the kids call it shipping. I, do, I don't even... I'll have, to conver- oh. I'll have to converse with my daughter to see if they still call it shipping. That may have okay. been that may have been one or two years ago. I thought maybe they had a yacht together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they may. What, the, what I liked about this, though, is that the crowd just started chanting for Fandango, and I don't think they knew he was there. I think yeah. they were just, like, hope and prayers kind of thing. Yeah, they it... genuinely seem surprised a little bit. Yeah, so it was kind of fun. And then also, I don't know if you saw this or not, but the man who caught Fandango's shirt mm-hmm. was, like, so excited. Oh, my God, like Elvis? Crowd. Like Elvis yeah. has wiped his sweat on a towel? 
Yeah, or Tom Jones, if you want to go there. Like, <laughs> Tom yes. Jones, yes. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, on Tyler Breeze and Jackson Riker? No, I was just really surprised at how much I didn't hate this match. Yeah, I almost gave it two stars. Almost. Okay. I went one. Okay. And th- I went one and three quarters. Yeah, I'd probably be around there as well. Which Gra- usually for a Forgotten Sons match, that's mm-hmm. pretty high for me. Grapple went one point nine three. They almost gave it two. Yeah, I'm about. I would have if if we did like. Tenths, I probably would have gone on one eight, so I get it. Yeah, this, yeah, it wasn't great, but it was good for what it was. Exactly. Uh, highlights from last week showed Candice LeRae running in to attack Io Shirai. Uh, they weirdly tried to make it seem like Io and Casey were having a match, which they technically were, but Io hit like two moves before Candice ran out. It's not really. She's like, just pissed. Yeah. It's not like they're really having a match. Uh, they show Candace pacing around outside of full sail. Uh, yeah, like a wild animal. Like, she really looked like one. Yes. Respect. Uh, later in the show, William Regal met with her outside and noted that EO uh, was barred from the building. She would not be showing up. And Candace says then she wants a match with EO at TakeOver Toronto, which William Regal grants. So two women's matches on this takeover event. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that. And also I'm excited about like the match, like both women's matches, I think are going to be pretty damn good. I think so too. Uh, and they both have pretty compelling stories behind them. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, Advancing to the finals of the breakout tournament, we got our, our semifinals here. Cameron Grimes and Bronson Reed, and they had their back-and-forth match. But I'll, I don't know. I'll tell you what. This, something about it didn't do it for me. And I've seen both of these guys wrestle, not just individually, but I've seen them together in matches outside of this. And they just didn't really do much. Uh, they went yeah. They went back and forth, and... Grimes hit his like his mushroom stomp, his jumping double stomp, uh, to Bronson Reed, mm-hmm. and he pinned him uh, to little, little to no fanfare. I mean, I know this was probably near the end of the taping, uh, this particular round of tapings, but whew, this crowd was just they didn't care, and they provided a match not really worth caring about. I mean, it was technically proficient, but. Nothing it was. It just wasn't. It didn't have anything special. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. I, I was not a fan of this. So it's Cameron Grimes and Jordan Miles at Takeover. Uh, I'm shocked. The winner gets an NXT Championship match of their choosing. Eh, this is just not the ending. I think I would have gone with like. I'm not sure who I would have gone with entirely, but I know Angel Garza would have been one of them. That's for sure. But I'm yes. I'm not sure who the other one would have been. But kind of based on their match. I w- oh, go ahead. I I would have said uh, like Angel Garza and like uh, like Joaquin Wild should have been the finals. Well, that would have- weren't they in the first round together? They were the first match of the first round, which. Yeah. You know, but after seeing that match, I thought that was the best match of the tournament. 
I would have just definitely was. I would have just made that the. Finals. I would have. I would have liked to have put Swerve, um, but if not him, yes. I think from a political standpoint, and this is really bad. Mm-hmm. But if you did Garza versus Loomis, <laughs> like that would have been awesome. <laughs> um, you know, but Garza and Isaiah Scott, yeah, Swerve, that would have been a really good. Uh ah, they they had it's not like uh Cameron Grimes and Jordan Miles are gonna have a bad match. And for all I know at Takeover they're gonna tear the house down and the crowd's gonna go crazy. But right. the lead up from this tournament, this match was proficient, it got the job done. Uh I wasn't blown away. I gave it two and a half, which is average, like the baseline. Oh, so. You gave it two and a half? I did. You were generous. Okay. Would you I give it a one. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I was just uh, yeah. I I was just I was just going by proficiency. Like this was solid. Yeah. The work was good. It was just not captivating. The crowd wasn't into I it. I was I was not entertained. And I watched it twice. Whoa. Whoa wait, hold on. What? Why did you have to watch it twice? Because I didn't pay attention the first time. That's how bored I was. So you're like, wait a minute. Maybe I was tired. Maybe I missed something. Exactly. Gave it a so I watched it a second time, and I was like, nah, still bad. That's why that one is there, everybody. <laughs> it may have been higher, but you had to watch it a second time only to find out you were right the first time. Yeah. Uh, Grapple gave it... <laughs> Grapple was right there with me. They gave it 2.52, but I was not... Um, I was not compelled by this match. Nah, I'm not excited about the breakout finals from, from this. No, this did not so. excite me. Um, so. Which is not good. You should be trying to excite. Uh, exactly. You should be trying to excite your fans. Uh, they noted that uh, the next uh, the next episode of NXT will feature a contract signing between the Street Profits and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. That could be Which fun. is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and at a match, uh, and a match that I thought we'd be seeing at Takeover, Matt Riddle meets Killian Dane in a grudge match. So that's for next week's NXT. I don't know. I don't know what their grudge is. Well, but it should be a good match. <laughs> Killian Dane, for some reason, well, Killian Dane attacked Matt Riddle. He said because I think this was last week's episode as well. Where he did yeah, a yeah. Video, he did a video where he said he wasn't going to attack. Um, attacked just some nobody from behind. He attacked Matt Riddle from behind because Matt Riddle is a somebody. Uh, so it seems like Killian Dane's objective here is to make a name for himself as a singles wrestler off of the name of Matt Riddle. And Matt Riddle's grudge here is that he was attacked from behind and then splashed through a stage by a large, angry Scottish man. I mean, that's fair on Matt Riddle's part, but Killian Dane, that's just what bullies on the playground do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler comes down to the ring. She is all alone. She has a message for Mia Yim, and uh, she called her a street rat. And that she, Aladdin. And that she is a. <laughs> that's that's got to be where it's from, right? Do you think they just watched Aladdin before this? Probably like, they it was in the theaters, theaters recently. Yeah, they're like they're like you know what is going to be like on point pop culturally. Yes. Yeah. And then Mia Yim comes out with Will Smith and there's a big musical number uh, <laughs> as they wow and dazzle the crowd. Uh, yep. She says that uh, she's a 
she Mia might be a street fighter, but this match is in a street fight. She's not. She can't survive in Shayna's world. Uh, Mia, came, which is probably right. Yes, uh, Mia confronts Shayna, showing no fear, uh, and she let her know that this street rat is going to win the title. Uh, Shayna called her street trash, so I guess that's worse than a street rat. Or maybe street rats eat street trash. And I don't she's know. Both. Yeah, that's just too many, too many street things. Yes. Uh, main event of the show: Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong in a battle of the men who are also facing Velveteen Dream for the NXT North American Championship at Takeover Toronto Two. Uh, and they had a very good match in front of a crowd that really struggled to pay attention. Uh, again, near the end of the taping cycle, but I'm one of those people, I've talked about it on the AEW podcast, uh, that a, a tired crowd really hurts like my enjoyment of something. Yes, it does. Like, I've never seen a sporting event where, and, and to be fair to to sporting fans, most sporting fans don't go wild until something cool happens, and on wrestling shows, the idea is for cool stuff to always be happening, so fans can be burned out more easily, but, uh, you know, when something cool happens in a, in a sports game, fans always go nuts. It's very rarely crickets. Even if there's not a lot of people there, they're, they're going nuts. So it's right. tough when I'm watching a match, and I know the match is good, but the crowd is just tuckered. They've seen too much. They can cheer no more. Uh, they want to cheer maybe, but the energy is just not there. And for me, sometimes that hurts a match. Even though I know they're tired, still I can't get past the subconscious feeling of like they're uninterested and it kind of makes the match a little less interesting as a result. Uh, I just, uh, boy, I don't know how to rate this one fair. Like I thought they had a, a really strong match and like hard hitting big moves and stuff. They hit, they did all of these moments where the crowd should have been on their feet, but they, they kind of weren't, uh, the end, but it was still really, I mean, it was still a really good match. Yes. They both displayed what they do best. So yes. And, uh, Pete Dunn won the match after submitting Roderick strong using like the finger break thing and like the arm bar where he pulls back on the, already damaged mm -hmm. fingers, the joint manipulation thing. Uh, so they did that, and uh, afterwards, Velveteen Dream came out, perhaps to attack Pete Dunne, but Pete Dunne just <laughs> stared at him with a menacing with a menacing glare, and Velveteen Dream could not act. He froze. <laughs> Velveteen Dream, though, he's just so funny whenever he's in the ring. I love when he, the way he puts his arms up, yes. like in celebration, like... How he moves his body that way, like, it's just so bizarre to me and, like, entertaining. So, this, I know people might make a a, a minor complaint that, uh, like, Roderick, like, neither of these two guys should be losing going into the match with Velveteen Dream, but Roderick Strong is the one who kind of made the complaint that Pete Dunne shouldn't even be in this match and that uh, William Regal put him in because of favoritism. And William Regal, yep. I think, even admitted. He's like, yeah, it's favoritism. He's British. I'm yeah. British. Johnny Saint asked me a favor, <laughs> and I did it. Uh, yep. <laughs> but this kind of validates it. So Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong had a match, and Pete Dunne proved that he should be in this match by beating Roderick Strong. So I don't think it necessarily invalidates Roderick, 
Roderick challenging for the title here. I think it more proves Pete is worthy to be in the match. Right. And I'm really, this match was going on for so long and I was kind of wondering, you know, how this was going to end. Um, but I'm so glad that some, that there was a winner and a loser in this match. Yes. Uh, so I went, I actually went, I'm a little under grapple, but I went three and a half, which I thought was being pretty generous because I don't know. I, I tried to ignore that the crowd wasn't really into it. And I tried to give it what I thought I'd give it if the crowd was into it. Uh, which I normally, I normally don't do that. I normally try to just go by what I'm feeling, but I tried to compensate here because I knew this match was better than what the crowd was giving it credit for here. So yeah, I went three and a half. What, what would you say? And I other said the same exact thing, believe it or not. Yeah. I said three and a half. Um, it was, it was good. It was enjoyable. It was long. Yes. Um, but I mean, I think this is how you set it up. For a pay per view, mm-hmm. they worked so. They worked I thought so that hard. that it. What was? Oh, they, they just worked so hard. Uh, like they did. I think I think it went kind of long, and I think maybe they were hoping, like, if we just work hard enough, we can pull them into this match. Mm-hmm. And they just never really. Yeah, quite and it, it did. Yeah, but I still think it was a, a good match. It was mm-hmm. much, It was enjoyable to watch, much more so than. I think the other matches on this episode, which helped. It. Um, so, yeah, but I think, like I said, I think it was from a storytelling standpoint, I think it definitely gave it a bit of an, a bit more of an arc leading into um, takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have to, I've lost all sense of time and space. I actually don't know how far away we are from takeover. I think we're still a few weeks though, right? Isn't it Saturday? Could it be this soon? Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Is it for real? Is it like the tenth? I'm pretty sure. Uh oh. Yeah, August tenth. We're doing we're doing our guesses before the end of this episode. Yeah. Well, you know what? We sure are because I wasn't planning on it, but now that I know that the show is this Saturday, <laughs> I yeah. I also know what I will be doing with myself this Saturday. Now. <laughs> I now have weekend plans. No. <laughs> they have yes. They have come out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, I originally planned on watching the show, but I just didn't realize it's been a long week. Uh, so before we talk about that, before we talk about the, our picks for the, for the show, uh, real quick, let's thank the good people over at ThinkGeek for sponsoring the show. CinemaGeekly.com slash ThinkGeek, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode, uh, to pick yourself up some geeky apparel and collectibles. Uh, okay. So I think we still have the standard five matches because I don't think they've I don't think they're going to do Killian Dane and Matt Riddle unless they do something last minute on during their match uh, on this coming week's episode of NXT to to set that up I think it is still the standard five matches our three title matches and what do we got outside of the uh well, we got the the world title match the North American the we got our four title matches and Four title match. And Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. So let's start Candace. there. Uh what do you what do you think they do here? So I'm a little torn because Io with her they've just established this new Io character. And mm-hmm. I think it's good to 
give new established characters wins, but at the same time, you and I both know how long it has taken them to jumpstart Candice LeRae. And I think Candice LeRae needs a win. My, I think, I think Candice wins Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to fuel their feud. Okay. Like it's going to kickstart it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you know what? I think the same thing. Because I don't know. I mean, this might be tipping my hand for the women's title match. But uh, I see Candace as, like, the big uh, good guy uh, babyface challenger for Shayna. Mm-hmm. Like, long term. Uh, or going forward. So, yeah, I'm also going to go with Candace uh, for that as well. Ooh. All right, so let's do the tag title, Street Profits, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. What do you think? Who do you think is going to win? I'm going with my heart here. Okay. And I say it's the Street I think they retain. They haven't had it very long. Mm-hmm. I think they keep it. On the other hand, Devil's Advocate. They are apparently on Raw like every week. Like, I don't want that to be true. I am in a state of denial. They, they haven't had a match, weirdly enough. They're always backstage. Nope. I refuse to believe that that is true. And that is not happening. So they are staying in NXT as the tag team. I mean, okay. I, Jacqueline, I consider you a friend, but I hate to do this to you. But I think it's... Nope. I think that's just what it's going to be. I think this is just... Undisputed Era gets the belts, and Street Profits go off to to be on Raw and be wacky comedy characters. No. I think that's what's going to happen here. <laughs> that's their fate. Uh, I I mean, I want to see what they can do, too. I have been impressed. Uh, and they've learned, they've learned so much and gotten so good. I don't want to see them grow. I want to continue to see them grow, but I... I don't think that's what's going to happen. We, you and I both know if they go to Raw, they're going to, like, disappear. I yeah. Want that to happen. Yeah. I mean, the only reason they haven't disappeared so far is because I guess somebody there thinks they're hilarious. So they're on TV every week in backstage segments uh, doing funny stuff. Uh, okay. So, uh, away from that, triple threat match for the North American Championship. Velveteen Dream defending against Roderick Strong. And Pete Dunn. What do you think happens here? This is the one where I'm actually... Um, I'm most up in the air about what's going to happen. This is the one where yeah. I can't really decide. I think it would be fantastic if Pete Dunn was the North American champion, just because that's funny. <laughs> After um, being the UK champion? Yeah, yeah. But I think it's going to be Roderick. Okay. I wonder if you're following down the same path that I may be following down here. I don't know. Because uh, I'm thinking maybe Roderick Strong pins Pete Dunne. So, like, Velveteen Dream d- loses the title but doesn't get pinned. Oh, interesting. Which would open up for... And then like, he has re- a claim for... Yeah, then he would have a claim for a rematch. And by my count, that would place the tag team titles and the North American title... And, for, at least for the time being, the NXT Championship, all within Undisputed Era. No. I feel like we could be doing this. So I'm going to pick Roderick Strong <laughs> as well, but we'll see. Uh, 
Shayna Baszler defending the Women's Championship against Mia Yim. I am really looking forward to this match. I hope it is in-ring as good as the hype has been setting it up, because I think the story has been really good. It has been. And the one the one match that they've had on TV previously was fantastic. One of Mia's better matches, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited for it. I think the two of them... Um, are very good in the ring together. Again, going with my heart on this one, though, and uh, I'm going to go with Shayna retain. Yeah, I'm also going with Shayna to to retain here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I mean, I I think I would actually be surprised if Mia won, uh, because I still see Candice as the best uh, mm-hmm. babyface anchor, like good guy character anchor for the women's division. The women's. Uh, it'll be. Inter- I agree with that. It'll be interesting to see who they bring back. I know, like, Dakota Kai is on her way back from injury. Uh, mm. And I know Tegan Knox, who got injured during the Mae Young Classic, is uh, back from injury. She's already been on some of the Florida shows. But it, both of them are also would be considered UK competitors. But that women's division is actually stacking. Stacked. Yeah, pretty stacked at the moment. So I'm not sure that they would add them there. They may be coming... Uh, here and, and to be honest, they haven't introduced a lot of uh, at least babyface yeah. characters for the women. So, mm-hmm. I also though just think if Sheena loses, then she um, then what's her story? So I think she has to retain for a little bit longer. Yeah, and it seems like Shayna's not going anywhere for the time being. Uh, yeah, because if they move her up, I'm done. <laughs> done forever. Uh, main event is two out of three falls for the NXT Championship. Adam Cole defending against Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano picked for the first fall a stipulation of, uh, what, uh, no-holds-barred match? Falls count anywhere? Falls count anywhere, yes. And Adam Cole selected a pure straight wrestling match. So the irony here being uh, that Johnny Gargano feels... So this is interesting. So the, the feeling here is from Johnny Gargano is that he feels at home doing matches like this. But mm-hmm. the last time he did a match like this, he cost himself the match a couple of times against Tommaso Ciampa when they were doing this. Like, Johnny's emotions get the better of him. And the irony of the second fall is that he's Johnny wrestling, and Adam Cole is the one who is picking the wrestling match, which Johnny Gargano did not pick. So uh, that's interesting. And we don't. I hope it... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I hope it goes to the third fall because I want to know what William Regal picked. Yes. So if it goes to a third fall, which I imagine it will. Uh, oh, yeah. Regal, William Regal is the decider of the third stipulation. Now, if there's like a steel cage hanging from the ceiling, like if that's a dead giveaway <laughs> of what the third stipulation is. Yeah. So if it's a cage, they'll probably have to announce it beforehand. Uh, but if there's no cage or anything like that, it'll be something know. else. And it'll be interesting to to see what it is, like Last Man Standing or something i don't know royal rumble her royal rumble match just throw them over the top Uh, yeah no i mean they're gonna but they're gonna bring out like 10 more guys oh like just bring out more people yeah that would be a surprise gotta last (laughs) (laughs) that would be a big surprise actually (laughs) there's now 20 more people in this match yeah i'd be great at this (laughs) (laughs) uh so who do you think wins 
I keep saying whenever it's like whenever I don't think Johnny Gargano is going to win, I keep saying like this has to be the nail for Johnny Gargano. He has to be moving up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it again here. Um, I think Adam Cole wins, and I think this is it for Johnny Gargano, and I think he moves up. <laughs> I go with Gargano. Ooh, interesting. I think he gets it back. Um, I, I mean, I would like to see him finally get a good, solid run with it. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when he lost. So, yeah, he did not have it for very long, and I no. think so. I think he gets it back. I think the two of them are just going to trade the belt for a little while. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, if I have my way, Undisputed Era walks out of Takeover Toronto with all of the belts, minus the women's championship, of course. Unless, of course, Shayna Baszler yeah. joins Undisputed Era, which oh, she's going to fight them. She probably would. I think she'd beat them all. Maybe Kyle Riley would would put up a fight. But he's got more of like a mixed martial arts background. So maybe he could put up a fight. Yeah, but I think... I think her and... I think Shayna Baszler versus Roderick Strong would be the better match. That would be... Actually, I'd like to see Shayna beat up like Chicken Adam Cole. Like, (laughs) just pound him like he's terrified of her. And she just beats (laughs) the crap out of him. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, That would be... Okay, well, uh, I now owe Jacqueline a, a debt of gratitude for reminding me that a huge NXT show is happening this weekend. Uh, hey, you're welcome. I now have to go look at uh, my my schedule for this week just to make sure I will have time to watch. I will have I will be able to watch it before we record again. Uh, so that's for <laughs> sure. But I am gonna have, so. I'm gonna have to check to make sure that I actually have time to watch it on Saturday. But. Uh, Either way, uh, I will end up getting to watch it. That's just mind-boggling that I that I forgot about it. But <laughs> hey, I I learned in enough time, so that's that's really what's important here. Uh, that is true. Okay, so that's a wrap on uh, this week's episode of the show. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of this show, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe and uh, that way you can hear us come back next time uh, we're not going to really talk about NXT that much uh, I mean you can watch Killian Dane and Matt Riddle and I'm sure we will as well and we'll probably even talk about it a little bit but we're really going to be talking about the fallout from NXT TakeOver Toronto 2 <laughs>